everyone, Dan Lovai here and welcome to the New Net Podcast, the podcast where we talk to interesting people doing interesting things in and around PNG. Uh, today I'll be speaking to someone who has worked in the media industry for about seven and a half years now, but has left that recently to start something new. So please make welcome Alice Ashwin. Hi, I didn't know I was interesting enough to be here, but thank you. <laughs> so um, what questions did you have for me today? What do you want to know? Oh gosh, Alice. Uh, well, first things first, um, I think before we even started recording, the first time I met you, you did mention that uh, before you started your own business, uh, you were very much an employee in one of those big, you know, companies where, you know, it's very corporate and organized and there's tons of people and you have yeah. bosses and everything. So yeah. I guess uh, my first question would be, uh, what made you want to uh, get out of that and start your own thing? Yeah, so um, I worked in mainstream media uh, for seven and a half years, as you mentioned. And the reason I left was because I've always wanted to have my own business, I guess. Um, I'm the type of person, I mean, like if I were in a corporate company or working for someone else, obviously I'd be like polite to like the people above me and like listening to what they said. But um, back like deep down, I never liked answering to anyone else but myself. So I always wanted to be my own boss. So um, that dream of actually owning my own company um, it has been with me for a really long time. Yeah. So that's the reason why I left my safety net. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's a very like interesting word for it, safety net, because uh, I think um, another one of my mates recently uh, resigned from his job to, I guess, focus on something very similar, like starting his own business and starting yeah. his own thing. And he was telling me about it and he basically said that at times when people do these kinds of things, uh, they can catch, not catch, but they can uh, receive a lot of uh, criticism from their family and the people that they know. So I have to ask, did that come, that come, did that happen to you? Um, so when I did finally decide to leave and, um, you know, mustered up the courage to actually take that big step in life, I had a very good support system. Uh, my family is very supportive and still are. Um, so I actually haven't experienced that type of, um, you know, negativity mm. with family being, you know, um, you know, criticizing you for everything that you do and saying that, oh, you should have done this. You should have done it this way. You know, I have never experienced that before. So I guess um, I'm lucky enough to say that there are, I know there are people mm. that um, are not as um, lucky to have that type of support system. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I always say that I'm blessed for that. So, yeah. Oh, that's very good to hear. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a rare occurrence from what you just said, because I think when in my experience, when I left the place where I was working before, because I had, I guess, differences with what was happening there. Mm -hmm. I did catch a lot of criticism and a lot of like, oh, you should have done it like this. So that's just how the world is. But, you know, I'm guess I'm guessing you're very lucky in that regard that you have a, that good support system to help yeah, you yeah. do something like this, because it's not, I wouldn't call it normal. It's fairly a new sort of thing to do just to break away from yeah. what you're comfortable with. I mean, I, I, I understand that there's um a lot of times where people would try to you know, do something that they always wanted to do, but because of the day and age that we're in, they um, have sort of like that thing at the back of their mind that's telling them, oh, um, you got so many people that you have to support. And if you try to think of yourself, mm. you're wrong. You have to think about everyone else as well. And that kind of stops them from doing what they want to do. Uh, but coming back to myself, my family, especially my mom, she's been my biggest supporter. She's always, um, you know, supported me and my siblings to, you know, do what we love and um, chase our dreams and to be the best that we can. So um, because of her support in that way, 
has helped me to be where I am now as well. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, would you care to uh, tell the audience and our listeners and our watchers uh, uh, about your business and what it is you actually do? Yeah, sure. Um, so I own a business called Leela Prince. It is a custom printing business, obviously. Um, we do custom shirts. We do, um, you know, anything that involves printing, basically, with a heat press machine. You, A lot of people would know what my page is. It's called Leela Prince. It has the pink logo on it, and um, it has all my customers' um orders and everything that I chuck on there um, if you'd like to you know visit it and see what it's all about uh, but that's the service that I provide uh, for now of course I've got bigger plans but I'm not gonna say anything it's all in the pipeline but that's basically what I do now I custom shirt um, custom print shirts for customers amongst other things as well oh wow awesome now I do have one question uh, you have been doing this for about a year or so right yeah. well, almost almost, almost a year, now. A year yeah now I am curious. Uh, could you basically uh, could you describe how this all came? Not necessarily how this all came about, but could, is it possible for you to give me like a timeline of events of uh, like what was the first thing you did to yeah. to help your business out, and then the second yeah. thing, and then leading up to now? Yeah, definitely. So um, I. I had actually trialed because I've always wanted to be a business owner. I tried starting my own business. Uh, I mean, like, I think it was in 2015, 14, no, 15, 16, around that time. Failed miserably, of course. Mm. Every startups have, you know, sometimes fail. I tried again and I failed again. And I tried the third time, third time's a charm, and I'm here now. But um, the thing that helped me the most is um, I'm always thankful for the company that I worked at previously before leaving because um, I had invested my leave when mm. I went on leave and, um, you know, the payment they give to pay for tickets and stuff like that for your family. And I spoke to my uh, partner and I said, oh, you know, look, I want to invest this and try this again. And um, he was happy with it. And when I did that initial investment, that's how it started everything and um, eventually left to my leaving and starting my own thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, wow. Now, uh, amongst uh, printing shirts, uh, you also do special bundles for your customers as well. Um, so that's the thing there are different types of um like for me there are different types of bundles they're like bundles mm. where it gives you a discount price and stuff like that and then but for me the thing is i do do bundles but i don't refer it to as a bundle with a discount mm -hmm. you know how you pay you get like um an amount of x amount of shirts and you get x percent off of the total amount i can't do that um not necessarily that i can't as yet because mm. of the you know the day and age that we live in in Papua New Guinea you know a lot of things are expensive um, a lot of my supplies are not found in PNG mm. so I don't have that luxury of providing a discount for a bundle but I do give it but at the normal price because I am a small business and you know I'm still trying to make everything work out make make sure my books are all equal and stuff mm. like that yeah so bundles yes i do offer but not necessarily in the sense of getting a percentage off of it i but i try to make it as affordable as possible mm. because i understand um when customers come to me they come with a set you know budget because i look at myself i put myself in their place as well coming to or going to a seller and asking them for a price of something and you know with my budget and everything i try to keep that in mind you know um 
with the situation that's going around, you know, prices have increased in terms of goods mm. and services. So I try my best to, um, that even though I don't provide a percentage off of the total amount of shirts that they get, I try to make it as affordable as I can for them to be able to, um, you know, afford it. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people listening, uh, they might probably want to get into the shirt printing business themselves or they might want to have their own stuff done. But when it comes to shirt printing, I think I'm aware that there isn't just one way of printing shirts. So could you just explain yeah. the different types of uh, methods and yeah. materials used to print on shirts? Yeah. So um, currently, the um, for my business, I have about one, two, three different materials three materials that I use, but there are other material, other materials as well, but I don't provide that. So one of them is, um, the cheapest option that I have is the transfer paper, heat transfer paper. What that is, is simply a special type of a four paper that you print on an ink jet printer An inkjet printer is a printer that uses ink, um, ink in, as opposed to a normal, um, you know, normal printer that uses mm. powder toner this uses ink ink liquid ink to print onto that special paper you'll have that paper put it onto the shirt and then heat press it on um put it on the mm. shirt heat press it with the heat press machine and the design stays onto the shirt um, after removing the backing of course um that's one that's transfer paper the other one that i have is the heat transfer vinyl mm. that's one that a lot of people go for when they come to me for my services, um, the heat transfer vinyl is, um, it's like a sheet. It's a sheet of a solid color. So I don't have a mixture of color. There's actually vinyls that have mixtures of colors. Mm -hmm. They can be like an army design type, um, onto that vinyl, but I provide only solid colors. So like full on black, full on blue, like straight blue, Mm -hmm. straight black, straight pink, brown, like that. There's no mixture of colors. So for that, um, I have a machine called a cricket machine. This is a vinyl cutter. It Uh cuts the vinyl to the specific design that the customer gives. And um, after cutting it, you take off whatever you don't need that the machine has already cut off. So when the machine cuts it, it cuts the actual design. And then you take off whatever else that you don't need on on that vinyl. You place it on just like the heat transfer paper. You just place, place it onto the shirt. And then you put the press machine down mm-hmm. and then just press it onto the shirt. And the third one is DTF. Um, the thing with DTF is it is like, um, how should I say this? It is like the cheaper version of a DTG printer. Mm-hmm. So DTG is direct to garment printing and DTF is like direct to film printing. Um, DTF is a cheaper version, uh, but the, it lasts longer. Um, I'm pretty sure it lasts longer than um, the transfer paper and has the simil- similarities to the vinyl as well. Mm. Uh, but those are the three things that I provide currently. The DTF printing, I haven't explained to it, sorry. So the DTF printing is sort of like a water-based type printing where it prints directly onto a um, transparent film. And um, the design has no background, no border or anything. So whatever design you give is exactly the design you get mm-hmm. without the box border around it, as um, which is what the transfer paper would give because you're printing the exact design. Oh. The tra- um, DTF printing is the one it, it just prints without, you know, the background and all the intricate designs and everything. It gives exactly that. 
Okay. Yeah, so those are the three different materials. But there's so many. There's so many materials that um, goes into or that you can use for a, a printing business. But currently, I only have those three. Yeah. No, I'm just so curious because I think I've, I've been trying to get into this business myself. And I've been wondering... Uh, specifically with vinyl, I mean, yeah. I am interested in vinyl. How would would uh, I've been wondering? It would vinyl be the best material to print on, let's say, a type of sports shirt material? So, um, I have I have um, printed on. I think it's um, I think it's like I don't know, nylon or something. Not really nylon. I don't think it's nylon. It's like a silky type mm-hmm. sports material. Yeah. Um, so vinyl a temporary solution for it but mm. if you would like to print on sports material like for example a uh, singlet or cotton shirt or takolim and you have those really nice sports designs and you know you know traditional designs on it you use sublimation for that you wouldn't necessarily uh. use vinyl because vinyl is really good with cotton 100 uh-huh. percent cotton material um sort of like what you're wearing this is cotton material mm. And if you put vinyl on it, it will adhere very well onto it. But if you use a sports type material jersey, you're going to have to do sublimation because um, vinyl printing won't adhere well to, um, Uh. I think it's polyester. Yeah. Sometimes I forget these terms. I think those shirts are polyester Mm -hmm. shirts. Yeah. You do sublimation for that, not vinyl. Um, Yeah. Because vinyl is for cotton. Okay. Okay. No, because yeah, I've been like you said. There's so many different methods, and yeah. I've been trying to wrap my head around yeah. which material goes with what ink and what yeah. process to get these two things together. It's a, it's it's a lot. Yeah, um, I can't even give the gist of it if I, if I wanted to, because it's just such a huge topic that I think a lot of people don't. Um, I don't know. I don't. They don't try to understand it or try to do their research on it. They think it's as simple as ABC, mm-hmm. but um, it's 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 more more than that it's more than that yeah oh man now with your your printing services do you only provide like do you just provide the printing or do you also provide the materials for the shirts um so i have different services that i provide in products one of them is the actual printing service itself Mm -hmm. where they come to me with a design what they want on the shirt how they want it on the shirt and i do that for them i print it i provide the shirt the costings and everything is inclusive of the shirt and the materials and such but i also have a product called the beer pardon me i was about to burp sorry (laughs) called the beer boss bundle so that's basically where you come to me with a design and I cut it for you with the materials that I have and I give you that cutout itself and you will press it yourself at home. So that way you make a little extra on the side and you have that sense of, um, you know, ownership of what you're selling instead of just giving it to someone else to do, which I think is the easy way out. Um, just, you know, having you putting that work into mm-hmm. it makes you feel more happy when that payment comes in, you know? Like that sense of um, ownership comes in. Uh, one other question I wanted to ask about was uh, specifically starting a business like this in Papua New Guinea, because I think I heard uh, from I think a story from somewhere that uh, I think someone else in the country was trying to do a similar business as yours, but then they had 
the machine to print or do put the designs onto the shirts it got damaged and the only way to get the parts were from overseas yeah. and i think at the time i heard the story that the machine got damaged during covid time so Oof. shipping and everything was just so difficult like on yeah, on top to of hear. the on top of the actual cost of the part yeah getting it to png was itself another costly endeavor mm-hmm. so i guess i wanted to ask what are some of the like i guess the biggest and challenges with yeah. getting into a business like this um so basically if you would want to start actually um owning a printing service or pr- um, printing business in png not necessarily you know like a4 printing papers photocopies of ids and stuff like that not not that like merch printing business it's um really difficult because majority of the materials you cannot find in mm. png i understand um what your friend might have gone through and it actually really hurts to hear that because i get all of my materials from um you know shipping in from other countries because mm. Papua new guinea does not have you know we don't have the shops the crafting shops that provide these types of materials like the machines the tools the equipment the papers the vinyl you know everything even the sticky tape the special sticky tape that you use for these shirts you need a special sticky tape for it it's called a heat transfer tape you know all these things you cannot find here but the thing is there is one shop in png called office mart um forever grateful for them for being in png they provide certain things that can help with your printing business but it you can't find everything there majority of the times you just have to ship in from other countries so an example is when i run out of vinyl um i was privileged enough to be able to um you know work at a company that was able to pay me leave and i was Mm. able to you know um, invest that money into my business and i was able to get you know 18 different vinyls into the country and um finding out later that office mart provided i think only four different vinyl colors so they only have like the general black white yellow and red that is literally all you can get from them there is no other vinyl color so anything else that you would need has to be shipped in so i think that's one of the things that i don't think a lot of people understand is that when you want to start this printing business and you know do it yourself it it takes so much time it takes so much money and commitment to put into it to actually start it up and it's not as simple as going to the shops and buying the material when it finishes. Mm. You know, you've got to have a financial plan to be able to afford to ship in materials when it runs out and be able to pay duty fee and all that on top of tax as well once you get registered. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, there's a lot of challenges uh, in a printing business that I've experienced as well. So I totally understand where your friend mm. was coming from. Yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like I don't, I don't know what's going to happen if my, my machine starts breaking down. I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause that is literally the way that I make money for my business is through that machine. So for, I hope he started up his business again. Was he able to bring, I think get so. those materials? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Oh my goodness. Yeah getting parts for the machines would be very very expensive especially like the with the weight of weight right. in bringing it in and the duty fee and everything is a lot of challenges and i think a lot of people don't you know take that into consideration when they try to start a business um there's a really easy option that i see a lot of people do is they outsource printing companies so for mm. example 
um for example you come to me with a design but i don't actually have the machines at home i don't have anything at home actually what i do is i go to another business to do it for me to give it to you so i become the middleman so for example you want me to print a shirt similar to that mm -hmm. i tell you yeah i provide that service come to me and like oh can do you provide the shirts and i'll be like yeah i do provide the shirts so you give me your money i turn around to that company i'll be like look can you do this here's the money mm -hmm. and then they print it and i'll be like here you go take a picture send it to me post it online get more customers so that's what a lot of people are doing now that i see and it i guess it's easy i mean like i'm not gonna judge like do whatever you can to make money because like times are hard it's mm -hmm. fine whatever um but actually going into it having the machines and like actually doing it yourself at home it's it's a real challenge yeah oh man because uh, the other challenge I know and I'm aware of is just um, the actual shirts, getting a hold of like good, reliable material yeah. and something that fits and something that's comfortable yeah. and something that you can print on yeah. is another challenge. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not a gatekeeper. Um, when people, I've actually had a lot of experiences where people come to me, they're not customers. They don't want to buy anything. They just want information from me. Um, I don't gatekeep the experiences that I've had. Mm -hmm. I love sharing my experiences with people. Um, when, for example, if you want to know where I get my shirts from, I will tell you. We gotta help each other. You know, we're Papua New Guineans. We are one, as we've always been singing in those, you know, um, anthems and stuff like that that we do during those times. So, like, you gotta help other people. So, when you come to me for a shirt, I tell you, you go to Bismil and you get the cheapest shirt for a very, a very affordable uh. price. So, I th I'm pretty sure this one was bought at Bismil as well because I can see the design. I usually work with shirts like that. So if you if you're trying to get a shirt to print for your customers that is affordable and has really nice material, your go-to would be Bismil. It's at Six Mile, um, located within the DHL compound. I'm really bad with directions, so I'm not gonna even try to explain how to get there. But you know DHL at Six Mile, it's within the same compound. Mm. It's a huge building that has Bismil on top of it. You can't miss it. So um, when you do go there, the prices actually the prices have increased unfortunately mm. it's really sad to say it i used to buy them for 13 kina 50 per shirt. per shirt and the material is like the material that you'll find when you go to jacks and buy a blank from jacks jacks also increased their prices i think i'm not too sure Wait, I have they to sell blanks that. as well yeah they do <laughs> so when my customers ask i give my customers two options i give them an option for me to grab their source their shirts from jacks or source their shirts from bismil mm -hmm. they both have similar material the one that bismil is probably like um just maybe like one times thicker than jacks but there are different, you know, sizes and all that. And it feels comfortable to wear like the one you're wearing as well. Mm -hmm. um, Jax is more like a loose fit. It's like a loose fit. Uh, but they do sell blanks there. It's about, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's close to 18, close to 20 kina for one shirt for Jax, the blank shirt. But if you want an affordable shirt with the same quality material, you go to Bismil for that. Yeah, so that's um, where you can get your blank shirts from. If you're looking or if you're looking for one, you can go to Bismil. It's about, they've increased their price to 17 kina something. It used to be 13 kina uh. 50. I used to buy it for 13 50. And then they raised it to 14 kina 85. And now it's 17 kina. Yay. For one shirt. For one shirt. <laughs> so more or less, it's like buying a shirt at Jackson's. <laughs> but yeah, basically. Hmm. 
I think mean, now that we're talking about uh, pricing and finances, I did want to ask when you first started, uh, what was the rough like? I mean, if I can ask, the rough amount of like startup capital, like what did it take to get, get it? Yeah, like get it off the ground. Um, let me see. Um, it was about the machine itself cost roughly three grand, the heat press machine and roughly 3,300 to bring the other machine and other materials in. So I spent close to seven grand to start mm -hmm. the whole business. Like to, I, that's what I invested into the business to start everything. Yeah. Oh, man. So. I want to ask what was like week one, like when you first started, like you had just resigned and just left from your previous job. The machines, were the, were the machines there when you, during that first week? Yeah, I, I actually got a picture of the machines in front of our foyer. They had arrived. Um, I was on, I was still on leave that time. I got my machines and like when you're with DHL, they only deliver to corporate addresses. Mm -hmm. So a corporate and private addresses, I think it is. Yeah. So I gave them the address of um, where I work and I was on leave. So I was at home. So when the actual, uh, my package arrived, like my box of machines and materials, when it arrived, it went, it was at the office and they were like, oh, hey, you got something here. And I'm like, oh, yay. And then I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, just a little something that I ordered. <laughs> and then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to leave soon. <laughs> but anyway, um, I actually took a picture of um me in front of the foyer with my machines i was just like and then the name of the company behind i was just like uh, it wasn't like a, a jab at them or anything mm. but i was just excited it was just sitting down in front of the foyer so i was just happy to take a picture um but yeah um the first week i i, I guess i was still on leave so i didn't really start printing anything as soon as i got it i was just like testing everything and all that but my first customer can i talk about my first customer yeah sure sure so um i play call of duty mobile haters are gonna hate not as much as i used to though because you know i'm an adult now i got, I got priorities <laughs> but um my first customer was um a call of duty player call of duty mobile player he is um a clan mate and he was actually our clan master so i'm not I'm, that's an that's a topic for another day but a friend so he had ordered a shirt and i used vinyl on it oh my goodness but the first times i tried printing on a shirt terrible terrible experience but i learned from everything uh, my machine i was printing it was too hot i burnt the vinyl i burnt the mm. shirt i burnt the backing i wasted so much material the first time i tried to and then they were like oh i'll pay you this i'm like no bro don't pay me let me just give you the shirt for free because i'm gonna mess it up <laughs> And I know it's okay. I'm investing in your face. And no, you're not investing. You're just paying me for my for my service. You're not investing. And then he was like, Oh no, just let me. It's okay. It's all right. So then I did it. And then it actually after like, I spent so much money, you know, trying to reverse all the mistakes that mm -hmm. I did. I like from burning shirts. I had to buy new shirts, even after the customer paid and the amount that they paid, the little portion that goes to buying the blank shirt had to buy another blank shirt out of my own pockets again so these are the things that i had to do mm -hmm. when i first started up even after like months and months of research and you know researching is one thing but then actually doing it is something totally different because every experience is different from another um 
and like I said, you can't find these things in PNG. So the, you know, trying to go back and learn from, it was just difficult because I didn't see anyone doing what I was doing with the machine that I had. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't learn from anyone else because a lot of people aren't as open to share ideas um, right. with others. You know how, like I said, I'm not a gatekeeper. I'll be more than happy to help you because I don't want you to struggle as much as I did. So the first times was really hard and it was really funny and it was so stressful. There were so many tears that I almost sold everything. I almost gave up. Like that was before I left my job, of course, <laughs> before I made that decision to leave. Um, it was just so hard. Uh, just looking back at it now and I'm just laughing about it like, oh, such fun times. <laughs> but it was OK. I learned a lot from the first week of actually mm -hmm. printing something for a customer. And just the experiences, it was just raw experiences of the mistakes that I went through and, you know, how much money I had to spend to like redo, 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 redo everything. And then the fear of running out of material, it came late. Like I didn't realize that. Oh, crap. Oh, no, you can't find material here in PNG. And then having to, you know go back and reevaluate everything and start again from scratch and be like, okay, look, let me do this and let me do this properly. So after the first week of actually pulling through everything, I got my first three customers, their shirts, and they were all Call of Duty mobile players. And then I had a few other customers that came in. The designs varied. So it was sort of like a test and trial with every new customer because mm. I didn't have generic designs. But yeah, in the end... I learned from it all and I knew what to do when someone comes with something that I experienced in the past that was a mistake. I knew how to overcome it. So, yeah, basically. Oh, man, that was just week one. <laughs> oh, oh, it was. <laughs> I actually I, I think I cried most of my tears for my business during the first weeks of printing. Um, I remember one time I was um, printing something and I just couldn't get it right. And I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. I read the papers. I watched the videos. I, I tried everything that they told me to try exactly the way that they told me to do it, but nothing was working out. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, why did I do this? Why did I venture into this? Is this another failed, you know, startup? Is this, is this third time not the time? I sat there and I was just like crying. I was just like, ah, oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> anyway, so um, after everything, like after the tears and all that, and I just felt like hopeless and lost. And you remember how I told you how uh, my family is my biggest support system? Mm. So my mom was there. My mom was telling me, you know, look, um, these are the things that you gotta go through to, you know, overcome and be better at what you're doing. So she's like, don't give up yet. Just go sleep it off. Just sleep. Don't don't think about it right now. Just rest. So like when you wake up in the morning, you go at it again. And if you fail, you keep doing it again. And if you fail, you keep doing it again. And every time you do it, you learn a little bit more every single time. And that's what I did. I just kept doing it until I actually got it right. And then at the end, I just felt like <sighs> wasted tears. What? It was right in front of me. But it's just the perseverance to carry through um, is something that I think people have to have when they want to venture into any business. Yeah. You know, the first couple of weeks is always the hardest, I suppose. It, it is. It was the toughest time. 
I've ever experienced. Cause um, during those times, oh yeah, that luckily actually I was still at work. So I was able to afford the mistakes that I did mm. because I had my safety net there. So every time I made a mistake, I could, you know, pay it back. But I had to quickly learn as much as I could before I left because I knew that after I left my safety net, it was just going to be, you know, me, myself and my struggles. And is it uh, primarily just you who handles all the material handling and operating mm. the machines? Mm. So um, my partner helps with um, pressing, pressing the machine because the software that's he's not really familiar with the software. Um, what I, uh, what he does is he helps me with deliveries. If I'm too tired and I'm tired working on the designs, then he presses it for me and stuff like that. But I'm the type of person, I know this is really bad. You know, you have to delegate your tasks. You can't do everything yourself, but if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. That's like, I, I usually live by that. So I, he does help me around. It's, he, he helps me a lot in terms of deliveries. So when my customers try to meet up with me, sometimes they won't always meet me. They'll meet mm -hmm. my partner because I'm either too tired because I'm like a night owl. Mm -hmm. I don't like working during the day. I prefer working at night. And I work into the early hours of the morning and I literally sleep at like five o'clock. So he does all the deliveries for me. Mm -hmm. It's either because I worked all night or because of the kids. Because I've got two girls, two daughters. So when I'm busy with them, then he does majority of the deliveries. Um, but I handle the cutting. The machine. Oh, I don't handle the cutting. Cutting. The machine handles the oh. cutting. I handle the weeding. So taking off the access oh. um, backing that you don't need from the vinyl or whatnot. Um, so I do all of that yeah basically so it's just the two of us he helps out wherever he can or whatever i ask him to do other than that then if he's busy with the kids i do everything myself so it's sometimes both of us but most of the times it's me yeah oh wow oh no actually i pay my little brother to help me sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, the Is first this... time the first time i paid him to mm -hmm. help me i was like the happiest person ever <laughs> it wasn't much but it was something <laughs> so i was like it was this huge order and then he came over to, um I, I just needed help with it because i was like running like time time and i asked him okay look I'm, i'll pay you can you come help me i mean he was willing to do it for free anyway but i'm like no mm -hmm. you're like one of my um what do they call them part-time employees <laughs> He was my part-time employer, so I had to pay him for his uh, work. He didn't even do much, and I paid him a lot, though. <laughs> he didn't do a lot, but it's all right. Was this for, like, a company or this big order? I'm curious. No, it was actually a private um, company. Um, they It was my first, first biggest order oh, ever. Oh, wow. I had, like, 35 shirts I had to print, and it was really big for me. Um, but, yeah, that experience was really good. So I had, I had him help me. Uh, it was a very tedious work and it was so stressful as well because I had the material that I had received was stronger than the other material. So when I was trying to peel off the access that I didn't need, it was so strong that it took me hours just on one design. And oh my goodness, the deadline that was coming up. And I also had, I also do other freelance work as well. So I had a job that was happening like the next day mm -hmm. in the, they were going to pick up at six o'clock in the morning. So I had to finish up really quickly. And oh my goodness, it was crazy. But 
I was really happy when it was done because I got to one pay my brother for the first time for helping me. I, I don't pay my partner though. I should do that when he helps me. But I don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, but that feeling was amazing. Yeah, our first biggest order, and then after that, like I get big orders here and there. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh nice. That's awesome to hear. Now, uh, because you're coming up on uh, um, coming up on a year now, you started last year in August, if I'm correct. Yeah, um, I actually started in April because my leave was in April on the 10th, and I got everything maybe a week or two after the 10th. Oh. So in around about April was when I received everything, but when I started actually, I think May Mayish was when I started selling. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So it's been already, already been a what year. What month is it? It's, we're in May. May now. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It's been a year. <laughs> what? Well. Oh, now this could you... be like the anniversary. This conversation. Oh, no, I'm wow. kidding. <laughs> well, now that it, now that we've established that it has been a year. Like it has been a year. Uh, what's uh What's some of the biggest lessons you've learned in year one? Oh my goodness. One of the biggest lessons that I learned was um, it's okay to say no. Uh -huh. to customers and my brother taught me that so that's money well spent on him too so he taught me that it's okay to say no because he was there listening to my complaints to mo about some of my customers mm -hmm. that are rude that are that cannot understand simple you know concepts mm -hmm. and um, things that i'm telling them that like, they can't they just i don't know if they decide not to understand or like they just don't want to and all around just a basic headache so i've had so many of those type of customers and my brother i sometimes vent to him because he's he's the one i vent to apart from my mom so i vent to him as well and he he got up and he just told me this one time just say no and i'm mm. like huh like just say no and even though he didn't have any context after just say no, I kind of understood. Like I had to sit down and reflect on that just say no. And then I, it, I came to realize, and it was one of the biggest lessons that has stuck with me and has actually helped me through a lot of, um, you know, conversations with customers is that um, your, your, your health, your mental health um, is more important than money. Mm. Being able to say no at certain times to certain customers has helped me be stress-free and yeah just overall realizing that not every customer is a good customer and just mm. because they have the money to spend and to give you it doesn't mean you jump on every opportunity um, that comes to you for money like or when someone wants to come and give you the money but they've got this whole attitude behind them you know that that experience is going to be negative and that negative experience, if you don't have the mental capacity to deal with this type of things, that negative experience will creep in and seep through your life and it'll just ruin, you know, aspects of your business mm. because of that one experience or stuff like that. Cause you know how that, um, there are certain times when you do something or you do so many good things, but people always remember you for that one negative thing. And so it sort of, sort of reflects back on that as well. So like just saying no, uh, it's okay to say no has been one of the biggest lessons for me. And so many times I've said no to customers and I've never been happier. Mm. There have been times customers have been coming that, that came to me with thousands and thousands of kina to spend, but saying no 
it was okay to mm. say no. I'm not saying that, you know, oh my goodness, it's such a lot of money. Just say yes and just get it. You know, that's bank for you. But, you know, is, 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 you know, stressing out your mind and your mental health and all of that, is that worth it? Is it worth the money? And to me, it's not. So like, it's okay to say no was my biggest um, um, lesson that I learned coming out of the first parts of my business. And um, another, another lesson that um, I also want to give as well to people is to not gatekeep. Mm-hmm. I don't like gatekeeping information. I don't think that's right. I think we have to help each other, you know, build each other and grow because if we don't support each other, who else is going to support you? I mean, no offense, but you think your government's going to support you, right? You think those people that you elect into parliament is going to support you? If we don't support each other, who else will? Don't be gatekeepers. Share that information, mm-hmm. share your experiences because there's someone out there that's my, that might be going through the struggles that you already went through and they're just finding it so hard and having someone to be there to say that, you know, sis, bro, I've been through that. It's okay here. This is what I did. This is how I solved the problem. This is what I did. It just, it's a relationship that you build that later on down the line will be profitable and positive for you. Like I can't, um, there, there have been times when a customer, not really a customer, but someone has come to me asking me for, as I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. asking me for information. They weren't really a customer then, but because of that information that I shared with them, they in turn shared clients with me Mm. that turned into business. So because of that one positive conversation that we have by not gatekeeping, by sharing my experience and sharing my information, um, they felt good about it because they were like, oh, no one, I've been asking so many people and they're not telling me these things. So I can't believe you're actually sharing this knowledge with me. I'm so happy. Thank you. A couple of months down the line, like, hey, look, I've got a, um, someone here that mm-hmm. wants to print shirts. I, I recommended you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So those are the experience that you can build on. So like, those are the two major things that I, um, I revolve my business around this thing. It's okay to say no not just for you know customers and stuff like that but for other things as well like investment opportunities you know you've got to weigh the pros and cons and even though you you see it's good money but um ethically if it's not good then like just Mm. say no um and the other one which is don't gatekeep because you're blocking those um doors to open for you as well as the possibility of um you know future clients that come to you and stuff like that so just don't gatekeep and it's okay to say no. Yeah. Oh wow! No, those are those are very good pieces of advice. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Especially gatekeeping. That's never um, something I've yeah. heard as advice before. But whenever it comes to starting a business, but I guess I guess I've heard it in terms of like networking. Like it sort of comes under no, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think um like just like I, I mentioned yeah like if we're not gonna help each if we can't help each other. To be honest, so to be like really, really honest with you, no one else is going to help you apart mm. from another business person or your customers or these people. So if you gatekeep that information, you gatekeep, gatekeep, gatekeep. And then you think that the government's going to come. So, oh, hey, I like your business. Here's three million. No, it's your network and it's the people you con- have a conversation with, um, sharing information with. That will help you build your business so you know gatekeeping has been is actually one of the um things that i've written down in my profiles as well so i've got this thing in my business profile that says um what makes you different from your competitors Mm -hmm. so in the section where it says competitors it says each to their own 
and then in the section where it's mine where i say how how i differentiate from my customers it's like there is no difference i don't see anyone as competitors we have to help each other because no one else will mm-hmm. so you know basically not gatekeeping is one of the things that i revolve my business around because it's what helped my business grow as well sharing information just simple sharing information i can't believe I, oh shoot i can't believe that's actually yeah it's actually helped sharing information has helped build my business as well now uh alice i think we're coming to the end of the podcast interview i just have one last question uh like i opened with and like we said in the very beginning when in when you start a business like this, it can be a bit of a scary and daunting thing. And uh, so I just wanted to ask, what's probably uh, what's probably your biggest piece of advice you can give to someone who uh, found themselves in a similar situation to you, where for years and years they've had this idea and it came to a point where they finally had the opportunity and the funds and resources to finally go through with it. What would you say to that person? Just like Nike, just do it. Yeah. If you keep waiting and thinking when it's going to be the right time, that's all you're going to do. You're going to just keep waiting. When is the right time is not in the future. It is now. Reason being that there's a lot of things that are so expensive now, but imagine how much more expensive it will be in the future. Mm. If you start it now, you save that yourself that trouble in the future. Just start it now. I've had ideas that I've sat on for years and years. And it took me actually years to actually start and after six years of sitting on an idea on and on and on, I finally did that last year. And it is the best decision I have ever made. But as you've heard so many times, owning a business and starting a business is not for the faint of heart. Mm. And I thought it was just something that people threw around until I actually experienced it. I've um, cried the tears, I've felt the stress, I've complained, I've been angry. I've just been so frustrated with everything to the point of wanting to sell my business to someone else because I just did not want to deal with it. It's not for the faint of heart. That is such, it's so true. Um, But if you've got an idea, just do it now because if you keep thinking about when to start, you're just going to keep thinking about it. The best place to, the best time to start is actually right now. Right now. You can start right now. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much for your time, Alice. It was a big pleasure having you here. It's yeah, very informative. Thank you for having me. Oh, I think, you know, it's definitely, uh, I feel like every time we have a guest that whenever they speak on the podcast, they're always talking about something that not a lot of people know about. And when it comes to shirt printing, it's something that everybody wants to get into. But mm. I'm glad to have had you on so you can yeah. talk about it as someone who's been in this in the game long enough for years. So, yeah, just <laughs> thank you for your time. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Um, also, um, if you would like, if you have any questions for printing, shirt printing and stuff like that, if there are some questions that you have that you would like me to answer, you can um, check out my Facebook page, which is um, Lila Prince, um, L-I-L-A Prince, how you normally spell Prince, and it's a pink logo. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Like I said, I don't gatekeep information, I share information. So if you need to, um, you know, learn from my experiences, then please message me. Well, thank you for your time, Alice. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that is it for this episode of the New Net Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, and we will catch you in the next one.